The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Bunker Mania here on Bunkerzilla UK. I am Jeremy Graves, and joining me, let's say, if he is the Dr. McCoy, if I'm Mr. Spock, because our captain, William Shatner, otherwise known as James T. Kirk, has now flown into space, it's Mr. Ian Bolton. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. He's got a space, Jim. He's got a space. <laughs> and of course, the reason I bring that up, everybody, is because WWE Hall of Famer, and I can actually say that, uh, Will- William Shatner has now flown into space legitimately. <laughs> yeah, I actually I was actually um I was actually watching some of the the post landing stuff and he he's he's absolutely had like an experience of a lifetime because he he was just, he was just so blown away and taken away. It's actually quite wholesome to watch to see someone who's obviously always been acting stuff about going to space and so forth and being going to space for the first time ever or something like that. Well for the first time being one of the lucky few to actually go to space. And yeah, he is the, uh, it's really cool really cool. yeah he's the i believe officially the oldest person to have ever been into space but uh based on something i saw on twitter earlier not the first cast member of star trek to ever go to space wasn't it scotty's ashes i believe actually there was um there was, was actually someone, someone who had i can't remember the exact story i should have looked this up now because i'm just gonna look dumb but <laughs> someone who has been on star trek has legitimately already been into space and that was actually incorporated into a storyline of an episode. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And just to date ourselves even more, everybody, in case you didn't know, it's Wednesday the 13th of October. Yes, we are nearly halfway through the month of October. And Ian, it's been a few weeks since we last came here to talk some wrestling. A heck of a lot has happened. A lot. A lot has happened. And we're going to try and condense as much as we possibly can into the next 90 minutes. (laughs) Give or take. (laughs) (laughs) What I will say, folks, is we, of course, are recording this live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Bunkerzilla UK. And you can also find the Stomping Grounds Facebook page as well, if you so choose. So, AEWVWWE has been a thing for a couple of years now. Mm. There have been little moments of a Wednesday night war, as it were. And um, it's kind of escalated a bit, quite quite substantially in the last what 72 hours or so i suppose pretty much pretty much <laughs> that's a that's a that's a mild way of putting it so okay so here's the thing that's been going on at the moment so what do we have so smackdown is moving from fox to fs1 this weekend uh fs1 is one of fox's smaller sort of uh sports networks in america doesn't have much of a, a bigger audience there last time smackdown went over there they lost a a good chunk of their audience on that on that sort of move so a way to combat this wwe have decided to make a supersized edition of smackdown for friday it is going to run two and a half hours long which will now cut into the first 30 minutes of rampage uh they are going to do these 30 minutes commercial free and it's most likely going to be the main event, which will be Becky versus Sasha Banks. Um, so WWE did that. And then AEW went, all right, then we'll do one better. 
they are going to do a live Rampage buy-in on YouTube on the start of the second hour of SmackDown, <laughs> featuring <laughs> some insane matches, insane, insane matches, uh, like um, Brian what, Danielson what? versus uh, Mamoru Suzuki. Mamoru Suzuki, you nearly got that. You nearly got it, but we have that dream match going on. And 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 now and now just to add a bit more to it, it's like Tony Khan's obviously throwing the promoter flag up, kind of obviously saying, "Hey, you want to take us on? All right, let's let's do it. Let's let's see if we can meet you. It'll be amazing if we can." It's just the funny thing about this is this is what I think we were all kind of dreaming for. I guess when AEW and WWE properly started going head to head was basically obviously who can throw as much at the wall and how how many people can make it stick and. AEW, when they sort of go to those lofty heights, they deliver. Uh, they, they they deliver with that sort of stuff. Whereas WWE, they throw stuff to the wall. They throw stuff at a wall and hope it sticks. Um, five times out of ten, or maybe two out of ten, it, 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 it sticks. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about it WWE a bit later on. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just very fascinating that this is really starting to heat up. Um, in that sort of way. I'm just having a quick look at the Twitch chat. No, no, that's cool. What, what, what I will add your, then, your thoughts. what I will add then is, I like the fact that Tony Khan has now brought out his Impact Wrestling Tony Khan persona into real life, but is obviously <laughs> playing it up quite a bit in a trollish way. It, it, it's fascinating. The, the, the really interesting part for me is the fact that the buy-in is on YouTube. Mm. And not because, you know, it's a not that that's a problem. If anything, I actually think that's a very smart decision because it the only commercials that happen on YouTube are the ones you put on when it's streaming live. Yeah. So they can literally have it be entirely commercial free. It's also a great way to just to try and tell people, hey, come and watch our show. Even mm. if they don't stay for the whole thing, literally telling people and publicizing it like they are of come and check us out. They're doing their thing, but why not give us a chance? I think it is a very great, bold yeah. move. Ultimately, whether it works out for them or not is a different question entirely, but I don't think there is any issue of doing this, especially because the buy-in will be archived on YouTube. This so either way, people can go and watch it, and even if they decide to watch whatever that main half hour of SmackDown is going to be, extra half hour, by the way. Ooh. Mm, um, supersized. Yeah, super size. You add in half an extra size. That's not how it works at like fast food chains. You don't get another half size. Jeremy, we've added one extra Brock Lesnar to proceedings. This should be fine. Um, so going uh, WWE, they'll just make it a talking segment for half an hour. Probably, they probably will. They probably will. Um, another thing about it going to YouTube is they can get the live views in. Now, obviously, um, and this is something that was raised in WrestleTalk's sort of news story about it today. It's basically you can it's you don't have to have an issue about the ratings if like two million people tune in for that buying show on Friday while it's live, for example, on YouTube, and anyone in the world can watch this. I don't believe there's any global issue rights for AEW on 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 YouTube. Correct. How how much of like I'm just trying. It's about perception. Perception would favor would make it look like that AEW has done incredibly well in the face of WWE on TV on a YouTube live stream. 
and again again perception and all that sort of stuff um and i'm just having a look at some of the chats in in the twitch chat uh hello to marcus devil may cry thank you so much for the follow much appreciated uh and he's got a comment in there saying my issue is aw isn't picking a fight so yeah i mean marcus is kind of right there aw haven't gone out and said hey we're gonna we're gonna program against wwe it's basically for most often wwe have been the ones always counter programming they decided to throw nxt against dynamite they decided to do all this sort of wacky stuff to kind of counter program and and again the super size smackdown is another is another sort of excuse or not not sort of excuse it's another it's another demonstration of that and AEW haven't haven't actually gone to that length until kind of now with the buy-in which is exactly and that's why i was mentioning about tony khan kind of bringing out his impact wrestling persona that he was doing earlier this year yeah this year i had to i I don't know what year it is at this point but it because he's like obviously throwing a bit of shade kind of i don't know if you saw the tweet doing the rounds of him kind of saying oh we're gonna beat you and whatnot it's clearly him just embellishing it and playing it up but why wouldn't you because as you just said it's wwe who are the ones counter-programming because there was um there was, I, can't, I think it was Variety or Forbes, it was one or the other, but there had been a peace commission talking about the fact that Vince McMahon has not had real competition for 20 years, and mm. AEW has now arrived and is already yeah. proving in two years to be a really big competition for WWE. Ultimately, what I care about most of all, speaking as a wrestling fan here, is that the programming is better. Mm. And if this, if them putting this extra half hour on SmackDown is then going to have to make the rest of the show better because AEW have complete control in doing another hour on YouTube when they can't just add another hour on television. Yeah, I just hope it makes SmackDown a better show. Uh, now, full disclosure, everybody, I have not watched pretty much any WWE for the since our last Bunker Mania, partly because I wanted Ian to try and tell me what the heck has happened because there's been <laughs> a lot happening. But I also have so many notes. I have so many notes. This is this may take a while. I'll just bullet point it into the like the most bizarre things, and we'll talk about we'll talk mm. about rope snaps later on. There you go. But but the thing is, the reason as well why I'm not watching WWE WWE. I can't even say the name right now. Yeah, is because yeah. AEW is just so much fun, and it mm. gets to a point where I'm watching AEW, and I've had my fill. I yeah. don't want to watch WWE because I'm just like well. It just ain't going to be as fun as that. And if inevitably I hear something was really good, I might go out of my way to find a video on on the YouTube channel because you can pretty much Mm. watch the whole show on there anyway Mm. at times. That's when I'll go out of my way to watch it. But but, but elsewhere. So, well, in fact, I I say elsewhere, but on that buy-in show, it's going to have Brian Danielson v. Minoru Suzuki, which Mm -hmm. is basically a New Japan dream match for free. And it's going to be freaking great. Also on that buy-in show, if I remember correctly, it will be Lee Moriarty versus Bobby Fish, who is now a member of the AEW roster following his debut last week. <laughs> yep. The, so... the other, the interesting part to me on that is it almost feels like, in a weird sort of way, while Bobby Fish is a perfectly great wrestler, he's been wrestling far longer than when he was in WWE, but it's mm. like, oh, you're putting an old NXT guy on the buy-in show that's going head-to-head with SmackDown. Interesting. <laughs> it feels like there's a little bit of that in there but at the same time it'll it, chances are it'll be another recognizable face but that's going to be a good match because mm. bobby fish is really good yeah give bobby fish some time he'll do a good match so uh, uh, i'll tell you what before we, we sort of curb that that level of the discussion at the moment 
Anything else you want to touch on when it comes to AEW versus WWE specifically? Um, at the moment, it's like I'm. It's like I. I try to watch both where I can. There is some stuff that I I just cannot sit through and watch through. Um, and again, it's like a, It's like for example, Sean Dunn seventy seven in the chat has has sort of said, just can't watch Raw. I I can't dedicate watching three hours. I always have to skim the crib notes for for Raw. I will give some time to. NXT 2.0, and we'll be talking more about that. I mean, there are some interesting things with it, but that's not saying much, really. I suppose. Um, I think if any out of any of the WWE content that I probably watch is probably SmackDown, and that's mostly because obviously the the bigger names are there, the more interesting characters there, or basically the most interesting character in WWE is there in terms of Roman Reigns. Other than that, it's it's, it's, it's again, it's like AEW still has an enjoyment factor to it. It's it is. Again, I enjoy watching Dynamite. I enjoy watching Rampage. And again, and we've talked about this. We've talked about this on our episodes. AEW approach wrestling with a like a very clear understanding that the audience aren't idiots. And and they exactly. and they and they just want to see quality professional wrestling and some good storylines told at a reasonable and sensible manner of storytelling. Obviously. They may have the odd blip now and then, and that's perfectly fine. Not every mo everything a wrestling promotion does can be perfect. But the fact of the matter is, I still come away more satisfied half the time than I do with WWE product. And if this is the and again, it's like we've all, I think we've talked about this on episodes before where where we think that this will finally make WWE do something about their content. I don't think it will. It just makes them double down, triple down, quadruple down. It makes them shoot for the moon ridiculously at ridiculous levels and hope that something, something is going to catch mainstream attention. I mean, to a to a, a small fair point, and not too small for a point, to like a, a, a positive. Obviously, Big E has finally become a WWE champion, which is lovely to see. Um, and he's been utilized quite a lot on like sports programs lately, like Fox's, um, like American football, even the Tyson Fury uh, Welder match as well. And um, yeah, it's just like there are some good bits where it it works on mainstream audiences and all that sort of stuff. But there's there is still quite a bit of just nonsense and and it's already been highlighted in the chat. Uh, the Queen's Crown tournament is quite nonsense <laughs> at the moment. And again, it's like we, we say we're going to talk about WWE in a bit because obviously the way we're doing the show today is we're going to talk a bit more about AEW first, then we'll move over to WWE. But but yeah, I think when we move to WWE, you'll see how how bizarre and how kind of doubling down on all the wrong things. A tonal shift, yeah. to say the yeah, least. Yeah, tonal shift, tonal shift. <laughs> Totally so perfect. you were mentioning a few minutes ago about like the quality of wrestling and presenting mm -hmm. wrestling. Let's talk about the spectacle, just in a very broad term, of what Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam at the Arthur Ashe Stadium was like. Now, the reason yes. I mention this is because, as I said, we haven't actually discussed the shows, and we're not going to go into masses amount of detail on that show specifically. Mm -hmm. But the shows as a spectacle, I think, were freaking fantastic. Yes, Seeing AEW absolutely. in that kind of building, the crowd was so up for it. You just put the image on the screen there. The Danielson Omega match was freaking great. I had mm -hmm. such great fun watching that match. I, I didn't watch it live. I watched it like the next morning just because I yeah, wanted to actually watch it when I was awake. Same. But in hindsight, Ooh. there's that point where I probably could have watched it live and have been wide awake, but then I may mm. not have gone to sleep. So I don't mm. know what ultimately the right decision was on that front. But one thing remains is that match 
set the bar for the rest of those shows, but all the di- the Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam. I thought they were a phenomenal success. I don't mm-hmm. think they were perfect by any means, but they showcased so many people and it genuinely felt incredibly special, which given it was, what, a week, two weeks after All Out, yeah. it's pretty damn impressive just how spectacular it was. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the Danielson-Omega match is just, it was just something that you just really had to expect. Even if you watched it like catch up, it was just incredible, absorbing and engaging wrestling. Again, it's like, yes, it ends in a draw, but you're happy that it ends in the draw. It's the right result as well, I guess, for a wrestler like Danielson to come in. You can't have him lose like his first major match. Kenny and Maggie need to keep him strong for a certain hangman coming up very, very shortly. Um, yeah, it's just... It's just, it was like the start of like this new sort of promising era. Obviously, we talked about it last episode where this whole sort of this sort of transition from all out to Grand Slam is like all these new talents coming in, Cole, Danielson, all that sort of stuff, Fish, much more probably to come as well. And yeah, it 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 was just an amazing event. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good, it was a good fun. It was a good fun one. I think there were some really kind of like some really corkers of good matches there. I think the, I think the Adam Cole uh, super click against uh, Jurassic Express and that was, was great fun as well. Uh, I love the the silly the the silly bollocks of Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes again. <laughs> oh bless Arn! He tried to get round that post, but he fell off. <laughs> We'll we'll get onto our Anderson in a few minutes, believe me. But but yeah, the, the thing is, if you were tuning in for the first time, be it mm. just Dynamite or be it just Rampage, it was a great showcase of the all the talent that was there. Yeah. Now, weird as it sounds, I kind of wish there had almost been some kind of promo in the ring, just because there was actually a point where I did feel a little bit fatigued watching that much mm. wrestling, but not because I was bored, just because I'd watched so much good wrestling. And to say that yeah. is pretty insane to me. The mm. fact that I'm almost clamoring for a promo in a ring. Also because I just wanted to see what the reaction of that stadium crowd would have been like with a promo in there. Yeah. It would have been mental. I think CM Punk had a good promo because he came out straight after the Danielson match. Sorry, sorry, said, sorry. Well, more like a bit of a back and forth talking segment. Yeah. Sorry, is what I mean. Yeah. But because yeah, uh, as we've seen in recent times on, on talking segments in AEW, the crowd have been on fire recently. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned the, the Super Elite, that Super Click. Let's get on to mm. what I'm phrasing as Super Elite versus the world. Because at this point, <laughs> that's what it is. As we said, Omega and Danielson was freaking fantastic. And they had the eight-man tag match on Dynamite last week, which it just oh, demonstrated yeah. that every time those guys lock up, it's freaking gold. But that mm. eight-man tag match, I've said it for years, multi-man matches kind of bring up mixed feelings for people in the sense Mm. of you kind of go, oh, it's it's another like six-man or eight-man tag match. Mm. Is it going to be any good? Eight times out of ten, they're really freaking good. (laughs) And the ones that aren't are usually just pretty good. I mean, from AEW standards, every time they have these big multi-man matches, I haven't seen a multi-man match which has been uh, disappointing or lackluster. Everyone Mm. has their moment to shine. But yeah, I mean... This match the was eight, incredible. <laughs> the eight man opening the the anniversary dynamite as well. Because it it because it just I, I pressed play on the fight and it just went, we're in the ring with these guys. It's like, wow, we're getting to it straight away. We're going yeah. straight for it. <laughs> we're going straight and you know into what? it. I really liked that. Now mm. I would like to have seen the entrances and the reaction, 
but yeah. it also gave you that feeling of we ain't messing around here. Like we we don't want to waste. Let's call it like it is. We don't want to waste another five minutes or so of entrances. We want to give mm. you five minutes more of wrestling. Yeah. That's what I really liked about it. And the match was mental. Ultimately, it was Jungle Boy that got pinned after mm. the, the quadruple BTE trigger. And did you notice as well? It was Adam Cole that pinned him. Yeah. So Adam Cole now has effectively two wins over Jungle Boy, and that feud is developing into something really, really nice. The mm. Young Bucks just being dicks is still great fun. It's just really, really good fun. And they're still planting that seed slowly but surely of Christian more than likely turning on Jungle Boy, which I can't wait for. Yeah, I I think one of my favorite things of seeing the Super Click together is the build-up sort of rope run, which ends with just the Young Bucks just giving Adam Cole lovely kisses. I just love I just love that, yeah, sort of things. It's a, it's a wholesome, it's wholesome wrestling and sure. it's most wholesome. On that note, I think my fate it, it was so dumb, but one of my favorite parts of that match was when everyone like Danielson was doing his dive to the outside, Omega did his Terminator <laughs> dive, and then Adam Cole just started running, stopped, and just went, Adam Cole, baby! And I just burst out laughing. It was, it was just so good. It was just, just like the happiness in his face as you just went, wait a minute, I'm Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> <laughs> it was about that that was what he did instead of a dive. I freaking loved it. Oh, yes. Um, oh, elsewhere, yes. then, the TNT title. A yes. lot has happened with that in the past few weeks because the Redeemer Miro was dethroned, as were his balls when Sammy Guevara landed on them when he was defeated for the belt. I don't know if you guys caught this, but when Sammy Guevara did the 630 splash to win the match, he did, by all accounts, legitimately like crush Miro's balls. Oh, no. <laughs> there, was a, there was a wonderful little segment. I think it was on the Sammy vlog that mm. he uploaded like the Tuesday after he had won. Yeah. And he'd actually been at a convention like the day after and CJ Perry was there. <laughs> and so he got her on camera and just said, ah, sorry for crushing your man's balls. <laughs> Awkward. But um, but it was it was a really cool moment to see Sammy win it. And on the show that it was, the Brody Lee tribute show, which in itself mm. was fantastic. And we're probably not going to go into massive amounts of detail about that show specifically, just because there is mm. so much to cover. But that was just a wonderful tribute's the wrong word but it was a wonderful show to dedicate to him yeah when he won it and that match was really really good fun as well that i i was in two minds as to whether they were actually going to change it but when mm. it was the main event i thought they gotta do something here it just mm. seems really appropriate to do it and they did it and i thought it was blooming great i don't know what's next for miro given that there were chants of we want lana and no we don't in the crowd during the commercial break on fight tv it makes me wonder mm. if this is going to be them pulling the trigger on it and if CJ Perry is going to come in in some way yeah, and maybe I, and maybe redeem him. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, would li- I, I personally would like Lana to come over to AEW. Of uh, course, it's like when they were together as a, as a team on the main roster, Rusev, Lana, during the whole WrestleMania 31 season, they were really good. They, they were a really good manager and, res- and manager and wrestler team. And that worked very, very well. I think ever since they they broke them up in weird fashions, first with the Dolph Ziggler side of things, and then with Bobby Lashley, and then, and then the Liv Morgan stuff and all that sort of stuff, it's just like they, it's like it really damaged. I think it really damaged. I think that sort of really good tenure they had together, because I think other than things like Rusev Day, which obviously went well with fans, but never went well. With, off, with the head office and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't a WWE I, creation. It was something yeah. that other people yeah. had adorned. 
Yeah, I think I think if they were to get together in AEW, I think the crowd would really, really go go for it. And I think they'll just love the fact that Mira will be out sort of spouting all this sort of I am the redeemer. And Lana is obviously one of the two, the two people that he answers to, God and his wife. So it's like my beautiful wife, she demands this from me. You could have her just just literally kind of in a ball busting sort of way demanding Miro go out and crush Was that intentional things. what you just said kind of <laughs> <laughs> it, it is so good and to add yeah. to that as well like sammy had his first defense on dynamite last week at the time that we are yep. streaming us on twitch and that uh, he was able to defend the title against bobby fish he had a really good match and they mm. did a great job of introducing him because yeah. you know Chances are a lot of people may not have been aware who he is because he, he was in the independence before he was in NXT. But this is what I really like about AEW is they've got a great way of just quickly introducing people. Mm. And also as well, another thing that I really liked about this TNT title match was they actually, what's the word? They they really highlighted, that's the word, the importance of the open challenge that the TNT yeah. title has been known for. Because they highlighted it's how Eddie Kingston debuted and look at how he got himself that over in one night with the promo on Cody. They talked about Ricky Starks who had the match against, I think it was Cody if I remember correctly as well. The open challenge formula for the TNT title, if you will, has just brought people in for a one night deal, be it, or they've ultimately ended up on the roster. But it's been genuinely fascinating to watch. And even saying that like Bobby Fish has come through like the forbidden door, because I think he was on MLW like the week before or something. yeah. It's just, it's really good fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to go next for the TNT title. Obviously, as we'll talk about, on Rampage this week, Sammy won't be defending the TNT title because he's going to be involved in a pretty high-profile six-man tag match, which we'll get onto in a few moments' time. But but any additional thoughts on Sammy Guevara winning, defending, and and anything else additional to the TNT title? I think think Sammy winning was good. I think it's it's nice that he's finally got his due. Obviously, he's had a... He's had so much promise. Obviously, he had that sort of rough patch with the with the interview comments and so forth. But the fact that he's managed to come through that still um, and become a, a real firm crowd favorite. I mean, a lot of a lot of the the, re- the wrestling reporters like him as well. Um, yeah, I think it's the next logical step. And and technically now, I think most pretty much all the champions in AEW right now are people that were never WWE to begin with. They are like proper homegrown AEW stars. Or I think it's the I think as MJF kind of described it, the pillars, the four pillars of the, AEW. The four pillars. Yeah. So Sammy Guevara now, obviously one of those pillars. Now with that belt, adds a lot more prestige to it. I'm excited where it goes. I really am. And I think there's lots of challenges, lots of really good matches he can have. Obviously, if we if we steer clear of the pinnacle, and we just have nice fresh matchups, I think we'll have a lot of fun with this title reign. I mean, you say steer clear of the pinnacle, but you're. We'll put a pin on that. We'll come back to that because we're going to mm, focus right. on the titles right. for a second. But um, but there may be some pinnacle shenanigans going on shenanigans. when it comes to MJF and Darby Allen. But <laughs> I want to actually talk next about the women's championship or championships, yes. plural, mm, because yes. we did get the announcement of the TBS championship, which will be debuting in January after the, well, in the final of, of a tournament to crown the first TBS champion. This, of course, being in similar vein to how they debuted the TNT championship when there was a single mm-hmm. elimination tournament during the initial stages of lockdown yeah. last year. Which in itself, thinking that was last year at this point and how early it was is pretty mental, considering everything that's occurred. Mm-hmm. There are going to be a bunch of women involved in that tournament. Who do you think 
will be the first champion? I think it'll be it'll be between two. My 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 head and my heart want wants Jade mm-hmm. to take it because I think the way they've presented Jade so far in AEW has been fantastic. She absolute sort of beast in the ring. There this this amazing sort of strong athlete coming in as well. I mean, partner up with um it's it's Mark, I forget his surname, Mark. Something. Uh Mark Sterling, I believe. Mark Sterling. Again, it's a nice little partnership. And I and I love the I love like the catchphrases of I'm that bitch and all that sort of stuff. I think I think it's a nice sort of way to start elevating Jade to a level before they probably do push her towards world championship status. Um the alternative, if it's not Jade, Funderosa. Because ah, of- see, interesting you bring that up. The reason I mention that is because Britt Baker at the moment is, I'm going to say, kind of in limbo, but it's also mm. because she has actually legitimately got an injured arm. Like oh, she's been wrestling with yeah. like a broken wrist for a while <laughs> she now. Has, so she has. it wouldn't surprise me if maybe she's going to, um, I won't say take a back seat, but maybe actually have some time off that is probably needed just mm. to rest up the arm a bit. But yeah, I was going to go with J2. By the way, I might sneeze in a second. Advance warning, people. I'm saying that in case I randomly just mute my mic or I make a horrific sound but there it's you go. okay i might have a sound effect to cover it if it works <laughs> very well but um but yeah i reckon jade is probably up there but now this being said if you want to go by apparent logic of heel champion and face mm. champion we've mm. already got a heel women's champion yes i would think that Britt baker's one of her next feuds will probably be thunder rosa which is probably fair it's because probably they've fair. hinted at that that they had that 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 epic was it lights out match or unsanctioned match? It was one or the other, which isn't actually officially on their record books. But they've kind of started leaning towards that, especially as given in the Casino Battle Royal, Thunder Rosa was the last person eliminated before Ruby Soho won. True, true. Which I is kinda... why I think the other person for contention of the TBS title might be Ruby Soho. Okay. Because I, I... I think she's someone that people really, really like. But mm. also, I'm thinking in terms of helping to elevate a lot of the other women's wrestlers in the division, yep. she is a fantastic wrestler to be able to help do that with. Yeah. I've kind of, part of me kind of felt that maybe some unfinished business with with Soho and Baker because they've done, they did very, very well with their match at Grand Slam and incre- as well as all the build up to it as well. They did very, very well. They really elevated what was likely, which looks like an, an easy filler feud after after all out um but yeah i think either one of those choices would be good for Ru- for ruby to to either challenge brit again or for thunder rosa but yeah again if you want to have a nice face champion i, I yeah i can see ruby so when I, again anna jay could be a good shot yep good shot ty conti could also be a good shot Shida as well there's there i think the nice thing about the women's division with AEW is there are a number of talents you can look at and go if i was given the tbs champion to this uh, this belt to this wrestler i think that would be good i think that would be good there are so many i think uh promising options in that roster i think i think AEW still need to do uh, a lot more and just have a few more women's matches on their main shows but I think they're going around the... I think the TBS Championship is one way they are going to solve that as well. So I think there's a lot of positives coming with this championship. But I, and if there's one thing we can say as well, if AEW are going to hold a women's tournament, it's going to probably be a damn slight bit better than a certain Queen's tournament that's currently, mm, currently going on. Yes. More on that to follow. Yes, but but absolutely, I. despite all that chatter, money's on Jade. Money there is on go. Jade. 
from one world championship, that being the women's world championship, now to the men's world championship, because we had mm. the casino ladder match. Mm -hmm. There was a Joker. Now, the Joker in the past has been someone that's debuted for the company. Yeah. So there was a bit of you know, chatter going on as to who it could be. I don't think anyone suspected it would be the return of Hangman. But you know no. what? When it happened, it was freaking great. It makes total sense. And following on from the change of the main event to All Out, and the fact that Full Gear is actually named after an old BTE skit that Hangman was involved in, yeah, it, it seems like the perfect storm. And also, gotta be said, because I've seen this pointed out on the net as well, the first Dynamite after Full Gear is in Hangman's hometown. Yeah. I think I, I I can't wait. Assuming this is going to be the main event for Full Gear because we don't know yet, but uh, assuming... I think it's been confirmed. It's been I think it's been confirmed. In that case, then I can't wait to see Hangman v Kenny. It is going to be such an emotional thrill ride. I so badly want Hangman to win, and of course we've got to get the Dark Order stuff sorted out with that as well. But uh, but that that Casino Ladder match in general, just to get some thoughts on the match. I thought it was really freaking mental, some of the it stuff was, they were doing. It generally was mental. Anything Pac or Andrade were doing was was mental. I mean, Matt Hardy, obviously the ring veteran that he was, was still doing swanton bombs and, and leg drops off ladders. Orange, Orange Cassidy was just having a whale of time. Lance Archer just wanting to murder people, as you typically do. And John Moxley was just happy just to throw punches left, right, and center. But no, having seen, seen uh, Paige come back, it was kind of like a mini sort of, Yay! Because I kind—I think I did that sort of, yay, sort of gif on Twitter <laughs> the after because it was like you kind of thought, okay, someone could debut, but wouldn't it be sweet if this is when Paige came back? And it was, and it was like, yep, we're gonna do yeah. it. We're gonna do it. it never occurred gear. to me, honestly. It never occurred to me it might be yeah. Hangman. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, the last time they had a proper one-on-one -on -one match was at Full Gear. So it was—it like, was a title eliminator, wasn't it? That yeah. led to Omega ultimately winning the belt from Moxley. Yeah, so full circle. It if there's any justice, any justice or any sense in good storytelling, AW pays it off with Hangman finally beating Omega, and I think that'll be an amazing moment. And even for one of their sort of smaller shows, which Full Gear has been in the past, I think just elevates a bit more. And again, any but again, they have they have only like four or five pay per views a year. I think all of them are pretty big shows nowadays, especially if you're going to have Hangman versus Pay, uh, Hangman versus Omega as your mm. as your main event. Um, but no, absolutely mental that ladder match. Um, good fun, good fun. Hopefully, people are okay afterwards because there were some very nasty bumps mm. in that one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was just for, it was just a bit mental. That's what it needed to be. And also, you were mentioning about Matt Hardy. I do want to give just a quick, we're not going to talk about it in detail, but I want to give a shout out to Jack Evans for his new skullet. If it seems he's kept that style. It was a, oh, I love, versus hair match was good fun. <laughs> I love the promo. I love the promo at Grand Slam where, where, where Matt Hardy's just kind of going, going, we're going to have a hair versus hair. Where it'll be Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Like, and, what? And, and Jack went, what? <laughs> What? And he's gonna win. I'm not sure you're gonna you're gonna win, Jack. But the other thing as well, though, was how Matt Hardy. We just got to talk about it now. But it's like the way Matt Hardy went. This was actually all Jack's idea because he's the one that initially brought the scissors to the ring yeah. with him to try and cut his hair. And you could just see the look in Jack Evans' face, being, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> just so good. It's little details like that that I really like. It, again, oh. we said it in the past, AEW rewards you for paying attention to stuff like this. It's mm. great. 
Yeah. But uh, also on the world title front, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, at least on Twitter, it was announced concluding at full gear is going mm. to be a world title eliminator tournament. Yeah. So like they did last time. So they're already going to start lining up who a future challenger will be. Mm-hmm. One would assume that the people in the casino ladder match might also be involved in that tournament. I think a majority will be. Um, by this time, we may have a few new arrivals as well in AEW because I think November that'll be past. That'll be past Bray Wyatt. Is, is it past release? contract he, season? <laughs> yeah, he might. He, Bray Wyatt might fight, might appear in AEW. Might not. Who knows? Uh, Lot, again, lots of things could still happen in that sense. I mean, uh, Marcus Devil May Cry made a point as well about uh, Johnny Gagano, Johnny Wrestling in AW because, and we'll, again, we're, again we're, we are going to touch on it in shortly. Um, Gagano's removed all references to WWE from his social media. So whether that means oh, he, I see. So whether that means he's he's winding down his contract and just waiting for, I think, December to roll around, maybe, could be, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be an opportunity for some new for, for new faces to appear in the tournament. But I think if you're going to make Hangman, if you're going to have Hangman as your, if he does win the belt, obviously, at, at full gear and all that sort of stuff, you probably would like a good heel champion to go after him first, maybe. So you could say Miro. Miro might be a good shot, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying you... to think if there's anything like, is there anything else unfinished, like in the canon of Hangman that's occurred this year? Just off the top of my head, like no, no, I should have thought about this. But. He's finished. He's finished with with Team Taz and Brian and Brian Cage. That was all said and done at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cage Page and Rage. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Age. I can't think. Of, I can't. I I can't think of any really. Hmm. There must I, be like just a match that I'm not thinking about right now. I mean, in theory, if you want to call it like it is, one would assume. That he's probably going to have to go through the whole of the super elite to get to Kenny. Yeah, I, I imagine. So that. whether he, ultimately he'll end up defending against Adam Cole, maybe. Yeah, he could be. No, he no, could no be. pun intended, by the way, with the way I said that. Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, in the chat, there was a suggestion that Adam Cole could start turning on Kenny Omega at some point, or even better, Marcus just put it in the chat. MJF. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Well, do you know, actually, that's a good little segue. Let's talk about MJF and Darby Allen. Because because Darby had a match against, what's his name? Nick Camarado, I think it was, of the factory on Dynamite, which went like a couple of minutes, if that. Then, by, by, you know, AEW match length, let's say, it was was notably shorter than you might normally get. It's like, okay, short and sweet. You beat a giant, fair play. Then backstage, he is kind of, well, MJF has put out a challenge, if you will, to Darby, talking about the four pillars of the company. And this was set up from the week prior, where Mm. he had been talking about Sammy Guevara and the other name that escapes me. But then when he talked about Darby Allen, he just went, oh, and Darby Allen, and just kind of shrugged it off. And they're really delving into Darby's past of like Mm, how he was involved in the car crash and his uncle died. He was driving the wheel because I was drunk. Uh, He was drunk, I was trying to say. I've said that wrong. And... This led to a segment backstage where it appears, and I say that because they were all wearing balaclavas while wearing suits, which was quite weird in itself. <laughs> Darby Allen gets mullered seemingly by the pinnacle. Yeah. But then the thing that was the most confusing about it, which I'm guessing is so that he could claim they weren't involved, even though it was clear they were, was even MJF coming out of the limo was wearing a balaclava while wearing a suit. Now, there is part of me 
that is genuinely wondering, is this meant to make us think this wasn't the pinnacle? Because I'm assuming the guy who took the camera was meant to be Sean Spears. Mm. But the way he was talking or kind of laughing, I didn't recognize the voice. And I don't know whether it's just because I've never heard Sean Spears try and be someone like like the Joker from Batman or something. But then there was there was Cash and Dax, and there was Wardlow, who ultimately did the the F10 thing onto like the guardrails, which in itself looked flipping brutal. Oh yes, take. yeah. But it, it does just make me wonder: is this meant to imply it was MJF, but it's ultimately proven it wasn't? And then is this going to be another way to? Uh, I, I, this is just me speculating. I, I don't know, know, I know, but I know, but um, because by all accounts, it should definitely be like. That the pinnacles didn't want can can deny it was them, in like one of those brilliant wrestling things of it wasn't us. You couldn't see the faces, which I, you know MJF would do. I think that I think that's totally what's going to happen. It's basically it's like you beat up you beat up Darby Allen. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. That's you. No, I wasn't wearing a balaclava. I wasn't. You how do you know that's me? You it could be anyone under a balaclava wearing a perfectly good suit, riding a limo with his friends. Having a big, big manservant do an F10 on someone. Anyone can do that. Anyone can do that at all. <laughs> Can't now, be me. It, interesting tidbit for you here on the subject. On BTE, this no, in fact, it was the Sammy Guevara vlog from yesterday. Mm. There was a segment involving Wardlow and Marco's stunt. Mm. And Wardlow notably had a very noticeable kind of shiner on his eye. Like it kind of his eye kind of looked swelled up. All right. So it kind of made me think, okay. I didn't see your face on dynamite. Like, has something occurred? Is this meant to imply something? I mean, I don't know. And I think there was also some chatter on online as well that MJF was maybe have meant to have been at a convention or something and then pulled out over the weekend. Like the weekend prior or something. Okay. I don't know. Again, I don't know the full story. I just remember seeing something about that. But so there's there's kind of a little, a few little hints here, maybe that that could imply that something's going on. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see and find out. I mean, all signs point to a Darby Allen versus MGF, probably at full gear. That's probably what's going to happen. Mm. Or they'll, or you know, who knows? They might actually meet in the in the eliminated tournament. Maybe it might be a final. Who knows? Mm. Um, but considering when you have got people like CM Punk and Danielson about, I I can imagine that's going to be a pretty stacked field for that tournament. So that's going to probably look. That's probably look cool. Um, I wasn't, yeah. As much as I think I need to see the story develop a little bit, it's like I'm, I'm patient. I'm happy to let this story. Oh, exactly. One hundred percent agree. It's not like an, it's not like anything else another company does. Yeah. You know who's <laughs> not patient at the moment though? Who? Arn Anderson. Oh no, <laughs> not Arn Anderson. He is sick and tired of Cody's BS, quite frankly, and <laughs> the promo that he cut, where he said the thing about you, Cody, is. If someone comes and tries to steal my car, you'll just let them have it. Whereas I'll reach into the glove box, pull out a gun, and I'll blow their brains out. Was, now, I, I'm, for the record, I'm paraphrasing what he said because he said it far more eloquently than I ever could. I, I, guess. I, I just, I just, it's like you just say, "Okay, sir, have my car." I just open the glove box, take out the clock, and I put his brains on the sidewalk. There you go. And the moment, the-, that, the moment that came out, I think most people watching went, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, but do you know, oh, what honestly, you it's, it's got to be said, though, that some of the best parts of that following that promo was people making movie posters on Twitter of Arn Anderson wielding a gun. Some uh, of them are just 
freaking insanely good. They need to be uh, t-shirts and stuff. And then but they, then, and then, sorry, and then they, follow, they follow up with this weird vignette that, or this weird sort of video the next week where it's like, I'm honored. It's like, I don't like Cody. Keep me away. I'm going to burn his jacket. <laughs> like, what are you doing on? You're, you're just being crazy on a, on a lawn. That's what I am. It's on, want, <laughs> it's on wanting to burn away the soul of Hollywood Cody Rhodes. Mm. <laughs> so basically, maybe make him heal. I mean... But then Cody, Cody keeps saying he doesn't want to be heal. Like, well, the, the thing that doesn't help is that he was in a feud with Malachi. Yes. And everyone... Regardless whether he's meant to be face or heel, and in fact, he's going to be in a, a feud seemingly now with Dante Martin for a while, given that Dante it. Martin like, put out like, a challenge of Malachi answer, which is great. I like can't that. wait to see that. I like that segment. This is basically, who wants to challenge me? I will. Because <laughs> there's, there's a whole element where Arn, Arn's thinking behind it is Cody's gone to Hollywood, and that's why he's not doing mm. as good now. Like He's got the reality show, which we can't watch over here, but keeps being referenced a heck of a lot. Yeah. He's got the Go Big show, which we can't watch over here, but it's the show he did with Snoop Dogg and Rosario Dawson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like so many outside projects going on that it's distracting him. Mm. And he's just not focusing on the ring. So Arm wants to like bring him back to, to wrestling. So it'll be interesting to see where this will go. I kind of foresee this being a way maybe of elevating some of the other Nightmare Factory students. Mm-hmm. Whereby maybe Arnold start maybe like it might be a way to try and push Lee Johnson a bit more. Shoddy Lee Johnson, as he's called. Because it's meant to be shoddy, I guess, but you know, okay. it's it's shoddy. Let's call it what it is. That's how it's pronounced. Um, it might be a way to try and elevate Lee Johnson a bit more, or just some of the other people yeah. in the nightmare factory. Because although AEW's roster is stacked, there is still a way to utilize Cody to help him elevate more of the nightmare factory. Yeah. And I think it could be a really good way of doing it. Yeah, I think it could. I think it could work. Also, for anyone who's watching the Sammy vlog, he may also be in a secret tag team now. Okay. Are, are you aware of this? No. So, Fuego Del Sol yes. has been doing some segments with another masked individual mm -hmm. who, who clearly isn't Cody Rhodes under a mask because, you know, everyone can have a neck tattoo that they can barely censor with a sensor bar. And is like taking promo pictures. So, you know, there might be another secret tag team happening. <laughs> Who knows? Fair but enough. yeah, it's, I, I think this could be a good way to elevate some other guys or heck, just have other people just destroy Cody. Because I fully expect Arn Anderson's got some contacts, you know. <laughs> heck, I've got, I've got some here's, arms here's a dumb dealers. question. Here's a dumb thing. Bring in Nick Gage again. See what happens then. <laughs> you got too soft, Cody. I brought in the guy with the pizza cutter. <laughs> Okay. Do you know what? Actually, slight tangent on that, but I want while it's in my brain. Um, are you aware that I think it was in the past week that Nick Gage and John Moxley had a death match in Game Changer yeah. Wrestling? I for, I want to say this: I am not a fan of death match wrestling. Uh, anyone that likes it, fair play. It's just not my thing. But I I was on YouTube and I I randomly got suggested a video of like the, the Nick Gage v Moxley hype video, which was twenty minutes long. Okay, it's really good. <laughs> All right. Like it, some of it is like a bit stomach quenching from the amount of blood you see, but the actual reason that those two are going to have a match and just seeing Moxley look so unhinged at the thought of finally being able to wrestle Nick Gage in a death match. It's like, mm. this is great. And it kind of makes you maybe want to see the match. And it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to watch you that do. match. You do. Uh, you do. 
There you go. But um, so there's no way to link from talking about Nick Gage and John Moxley in a in a death match <laughs> to anything else I've got written down here. So I'm simply gonna talk about you know what I'll go with this: Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. Ah, uh, yes. Because Serena Deeb was a very pissed off individual, much like both Nick Gage and John Moxley are about various things when it came to the death match. Serena Deeb was pissed off that Hikaru Shida was seemingly going to be handed the 50th win, which I really like. They're putting a big emphasis that if you get to 50 wins, it really means something. Because yes, you get a everyone in that building, <laughs> everyone thought that Hikaru Shida was going to win and clearly just wasn't really paying attention to the match, but was just trying to appreciate being a good fan. Uh I mean, I mean to be, I mean to be honest. I think a lot of people looked at that match and just kind of went, "Oh yeah, Shida will probably eventually win after a long slob and uh, like a, a long slob and knocker fight." Mm. And it was a good match, and it was just how obviously Deeb just went, "Nah, I want to win," and <laughs> obviously went to sort of like dirty underhanded tactics, and then decided to just you know, you know that nice trophy you were going to get, ha, have it to your face. <laughs> exactly, it was just a really cool thing, and also. Mm. It was just fun to see how literally nobody in that crowd thought Deeb was going to win. And mm. when she did, everyone, it was one of those genuine reactions of, what? <laughs> it was so good. So um, I, I was really happy to see that because Serena Deeb's freaking fantastic. Mm. And I think her and Shida can have some more cracking matches because those two are great. I really like Hikaru Shida in general. It's a nice, it's a nice new women's feud to see because we've had a lot mm. of, we've had a lot of Bunny and Penelope Ford versus Ty Conti and Anna Jay. And it's like, there's so many combinations you can have that feud go. And it's like, let, let's have something nice and fresh. And I think Deeb versus Sheed is going to be quite good fun. Mm. Yeah. And you could add more people into the mix. Like it might be a way to get like a Ruby Soho v Deeb match, for yeah. example. Yeah. Which yeah. would be really, really good. Also, given we got the TBS title tournament happening, probably see that match in a tournament, I reckon, at some point. Yes, I think so too. I think mm. so possibly too. It'll be like a like a sudden, ah, now they finally got a chance to fight each other again. Mm. Let's see what happens. That sort of stuff. Speaking of people fighting each other, but now these guys are actually back on the same page, the Dark Order. Oh, yes. The Dark Order have now reunited thanks to Amanda Huber, the late Brody Lee, uh, John Huber's wife, uh, mm -hmm. basically telling them to cut the crap and help your friends. <laughs> And it was a, it was a wonderful moment on the on the Rochester show that was in, that was dedicated to Bro Brody. That was the word I was thinking of earlier. Dedicated yeah. hey. uh, to Brody. It was a wonderful moment, and the Dark Order are back together. They're doing everything by voting now, which was also emphasised yes. this week on BTE when they were trying to decide over various things. And they were like, "Oh, you know, everyone in favour, like raise your, everyone in favour, do the salute." <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> like pulling up the claw. It's like it's a great little thing, and I want to see them do more of that. But of course, the big question now is what about Hangman Page and his relationship with the Dark Order? Uh, it's been referenced a little bit, and I do think they are going to ultimately help Hangman in the battle against the Super Elite. Because there's a lot of the Super Elite and only one Hangman. Yeah, I think, I think it will tie off that storyline quite nicely. I think once Page wins the belt, I think it will be Page... Page riding solo on his on his horse with his whiskey doing cowboy shit. Oh, I hope he comes out on a horse at full gear. I want a horse. Wait, 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 okay. No, four. no lassos. No lassos. No. <laughs> Tune into the Decadane stream to find out what that was about. But um, it's that. So, okay. Hangman's got an entrance at full gear. Mm. He's come out on a horse before. If he doesn't come out on a horse, 
What could he do for a special entrance? He could get into a barroom brawl and then like push out through two saloon doors going, going, I'm ready to fight. I've done some cowboy shit. Gonna do some more. <laughs> I don't know why everybody would be jiving to this <laughs> Let me just jive. It's like, just jiving. Just jiving to my match with Kenny. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, this is a tangent, but it's slightly related. Do you remember, I think it was the video game commercial for one of WW2K games where they recreated the scene from Terminator, but it was like oh, with Moxley was... in there and stuff. Oh, that's when they had Arnie as part of the, the roster. Yeah. I've just got this vision now. They're going to create like a mini movie for Paige's entrance. And then that's how he'll come out the door. He'll like beat up a bunch of people and then we'll just appear through a door. Oh, I'm sure they'll have lots of, they'll, they'll have contacts. They'll make it happen. They'll make it happen. There you go. Also, isn't there like a Jericho cruise happening soon or something as well? I think so too, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably film something on there, maybe. Uh, oh, there's still a couple. Okay, there's just a couple uh, more things to touch on. So yeah. <laughs> first of all, it was a fun match. Not going to go into massive detail, but CM mm. Punk, Danny, Daniel Garcia, go and check it out. Also, he's still great on commentary. Let's mm. talk about that pile driver. I actually haven't seen the match yet. I am a little bit behind on my own page. In that I'm case, aware, mate, I'm all, all I'm going to say then is check it out. Look out for, for a pile driver because it's pretty damn good. Okay. I know a pile <laughs> driver not... happens. Well, that's the thing. When's the last time you saw a pile driver? That's a good question. There you go. Well, there Find out go. on I can, I can watch Rampage, then I can see a pile driver again. When was the last time? <laughs> In the future. In the future, Jeremy. There you go. I, I do like what they're doing with CM Punk. Like He's been very open about just wanting to face new guys. Yeah. And the reason he faced Daniel Garcia was because they attacked him in Chicago. Yeah. In like a segment, which you kind of just forgot about, but they showed you and you're like, oh yeah, I do remember that happening. Mm. It's little things like that. And his match against Hobbs at the at the Grand Slam show was good fun as well. It, it was good. Uh, I think there was a, a little bit of a ropey moment, I think, with a Hurricane Ryan or something like that. But other than that, it was a good, solid match as well. And I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was just like, it's like, ooh, bumps a bit nasty. But it was fine. It was fine. It'll be interesting to see if CM Punk is in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. I think if you want eyes on it, I think he will. I don't mm. think he'll win it. Unless you're going to turn him into, unless they finally decide, okay, enough of happy smiley punk, let's go to heel punk for a bit, mm. and that sort of way. Who knows? They could do a draw. Could do a draw. So yeah. someone gets a buy into the next round, then. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, the, the plot thickens. Plot Speaking thickens. of the plot thickening, Lucha Bros and Andrade, because yes. Andrade still seemingly wants him to be with them. And his assistant, mm. Jose, the assistant, as a, I think it was called on the title card this week, um, Andrade has said, has effectively said he wants to have a match against Lucha Bros and he's going to bring in someone to team with him. Mm. One would assume it's going to be a Luchador. Now, I'm mm. not up on my Luchadors, but I am aware of some names that could be pretty damn cool if they do bring them in. Mm. But uh, I... I don't know exactly where they're going to go with this, but they're still building it. And obviously Chavo's out of the picture, though there is seemingly some rumblings online that it's not a permanent thing. He's out of the way. It's like he's filming a film, a movie or something. Uh, okay. So he may be returning. But um, I don't think Chavo's going to team with him. No, I don't think so. But um, but I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see where that goes because Lucha Bros are just great fun. They're yeah. cool. Um, Marcus has mentioned it in the chat. Um, 
and again, I saw one or two rumblings. Maybe an AOP? Maybe AOP might be coming into more. Uh, obviously, they released, I think, last year from uh, WWE. They oh, well, they done... got. I didn't even realize. God. They haven't. They haven't done any. They haven't done any further wrestling. If they're getting back into wrestling, why not be big hulking henchman for Andrade hmm. and his black and his black uh, black mask, black, ma- black mask or black skull, uh, black mask, black mask cosplay Fr- from Batman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's really good cool. work. Could work. I do like that. I do like that attire for an entrance. It's quite cool. Mm. It's quite cool. But yeah, I mean, it, it could. I think. I think if I think Lucha Bros still have a few feuds with with a few Luchadors in. Because um, they're the current AAA, AAA champs. Triple so. A, yeah, yeah. So maybe might be might be guest appearance by people from Triple A or so forth. Who who knows? We'll have to see. But mm. at the moment, it's just like again, it's a storyline that will eventually pan out, but we'll see how. Or maybe Andrade will open a forbidden door. Oh no! Do you know what? I'll say this much: they probably won't get him. But if they could get Dragon Lee, who I think is Ryu Lee at this point in New Japan, yeah. they can bring him in. Holy crap! <laughs> like, we'll have to say holy crap. <laughs> so the final thing to talk about when it comes to recent happenings in AEW, and I wanted to say this to last because I'm having great fun with this: American Top Team with the Men of the Year against the Inner Circle. Yes. Friday on Rampage, we're going to have a six-man tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of escalated a fair bit at the Rampage Grand Slam when it was Inner Circle v. Men of the Year. The Men of the Year got the win, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But then a bunch of American top team came out after the match, which concluded with MMA fighter, I believe it's Jorge Masvidal, giving Jericho the knee to the face, which a looked like nasty. it sucked. It looked like a very nasty knee as well. <laughs> Dan Lambert, the guy who's like the mouthpiece for all them at the moment, American Top Team, is freaking great. He is the best. He must stay. Mm. And this is leading to a six-man tag match on Rampage this week, following um, American Top Team and Men of the Year attacking Sammy Guevara after his TNT title defense, and we were talking about a little bit earlier, Mm. where it's going to be Jericho, Hager, and Sammy against the Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos. MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. This is going to be pretty damn cool, but I think the best part of this entire segment where this match was set up was where Jericho's music happened, as it were. They ran mm-hmm. down to the ring. American top team was scurrying. Dan Lambert's on the um on the, the ramp. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word then. He mm-hmm. was on the ramp and he told them to cut the music. It was at the exact point where the chorus to the mu- to the song started and the crowd just carried on singing. And then Dan Lambert's going, oh, shut up! No, stop it! It's just, it's, just, it's the, the best. It is the best to steal a line from 40s. Uh, this is going to be good fun. And I reckon, ultimately, this is going to lead to Jorge Masvidal v. Jericho in some way, maybe at full gear. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what Masvidal's fight schedule is like. If that's the phrase to use, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but this, this feud must continue. I am loving this. Mm, it's it's a good crossover with MMA as well because again WWE they've tried it again we had Kane Velasquez a couple of years ago and that didn't really go anywhere I know Kane Velasquez has gone back into doing uh, wrestling on other shows or, or like back in uh, sort of Mexico side of ways mm. but I think every time they've tried to do sort of like mixed martial arts in in WWE has not really why did Velasquez well. wrestle Crown Jewel 
Oh, that's why I don't remember. Right. <laughs> One match, and the WWE went just you know, just like it's okay. Did he team with Ray Ray? No, no, he had a he had a one on one with Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, and that match went all but two minutes, uh, which <laughs> was mostly cancer. mostly rest holds, and then Brock Lesnar put in a Kimura lock, and it was like, eh, eh, eh. and then Cain Velasquez was never seen in WWE again, and was quietly released during the pandemic. So yes, he had a good run then. Yeah, Stella. <laughs> Stella. Joe, I, I actually just to double back. Well, I say double back, but focusing on this for a bit more. Uh, Marcus Devil May Cry in the chat has said, "I'm super glad that Ethan Page is getting a break." Mm. I completely agree. I think Ethan Page is great, not just because I watch his toy vlogs that he does, his toy hunts on his on his blog that he does, mm. but just in general, I really like the tag team of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I think they work really well. They've got some really unique and good chemistry there. Mm. And I love what's the way to put this. Even in his feud with Darby Allen, it was great. I love how much of a prick Ethan Page can be. Yeah, he's got he's he's almost got, and I mean this in the politest way, by the way. He's got one of those faces, kind of like MJF. You just want to punch, <laughs> but only when he he almost has to like flick a switch to make it me feel like that. Though it's not yeah. the whole time because he's got a really good smile, but there's. There's something really good about that. I'm really glad. Also, on the Scorpio Sky news, it has actually been confirmed that he's re-signed with AEW for another five years as well. Yeah. So he's still in there for the long haul. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens next with the men of the year. Yeah. And also just where this feud goes to, quite frankly. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a good crossover with, with MMA as well. I think they're doing things quite well at the moment. I think when it comes to bringing in the, the trained fighters into the wrestling ring, it'll be interesting to see how they work. I mean... They've been okay with it so far, so I, I I think this will be all right. I think this will be all right. I'm not I'm not expecting like revelations, but again, again, sports sports athletes have been able to take to wrestling quite quickly. I mean, I mean, look at Ronda Rousey from coming from mm. UFC to WWE. I mean, yes, it's about like a year or two of a of a of a run, but at least at least you can see what the, what people can do there. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's like eventually someone's going to shut Dan Lambert up, and it's going to be amazing, and it's going mm. to get a huge pop, like maybe with a Judas effect. He will get a Judas effect. Judas affected. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, what does everything we have been talking about lead to? Well, we're here on a Wednesday recording live. There is no dynamite tonight. There is no. a Friday rampage with the buy-in an hour before, as we've noted, and then the mm. next night, that being Saturday. It will be a special Saturday night edition of Dynamite. Mm. When it comes to Rampage, we have got in the buy-in portion, the, the hour before Rampage actually begins. So remember to watch it. If you're if you're like me, you're going to watch it the next on morning. YouTube. <laughs> Try and find the link on YouTube without seeing any spoilers, because that's what I've got to do. Then try and find the Fight TV bit. That said, though, given Fight TV's past record of doing it, they might just put the buy-in as an archive. On that? Possibly. I mean, they do it with Dark and Dark Elevation, so yeah. it would not so they, be they surprised. Yeah, they could well do, actually, now that I've thought about that. There we go. Or, or very or very simply, just... Mm, unless... Ah, here's a good idea. Okay. You, I'm log, in, log into the live stream before you go to bed. Go to bed. When you wake so, up... So, hang on, let me think about this. Does Ram, When does Rampage normally start? 3 a.m.? I think so, yeah. But So... As long as AEW put it up by, say, like, midnight, I might be able to do that. <laughs> but 
the thing is, when you open up YouTube, go to your library or your watch history, and it will be there. So you can do yeah. So you, instead of searching, you can just hit the button there mm. and go from there, and it'll be absolutely fine. As long as the but link anyway. is up before I go to sleep, that will work. Yes. So in terms of the lineup for what we have, mm-hmm. Rampage on Friday, in the buy-in portion, we have got Minoru Suzuki v. Brian Danielson, which is going to be insane. And I feel the need to, to, to give this some more context here. I'm just loading up Twitter right now because Brian mm-hmm. Danielson uh, shared a tweet that AEW put up about the buy-in. He said the following about Minoru Suzuki. Quote, In 2004, I wrestled Minoru Suzuki one-on-one. He beat the shit out of me. Showed me what violence and sadism inside a wrestling ring looks like. Since then, I've learned a thing or two about violence myself Mm. and sadism. Excited to show Mr. Suzuki what I've learned. End quote. (laughs) This is going to be so good. I can't wait. (laughs) So we've got that. We've also got Lee Moriarty versus Bobby Fish on the buy-in. And also announced on Rampage, based on what I can see from a cursory quick on Twitter, quick look on Twitter and such. We've also got CM Punk v. Matt Seidel. We haven't actually talked about that. How Leo Rush of all people was the one that set up this match, which in itself is really random. Leo Rush, financial advisor. Uh, sorry, yes, you're correct, yes. And then we've also now got Ruby Soho versus The Bunny. And I believe that was confirmed on social media. Yeah. Then Saturday Night Dynamite, it has been confirmed so far. We have got Brian Danielson v. Bobby Fish. So two Brian Danielson matches in the space of, of like 24 hours. I am fine with this. There is also, as mentioned, going to be an AEW World Title Eliminator tournament taking place at full gear or concluding at full gear, I should say. And the bracket will be announced Saturday night on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And also, having just done a quick look on the All Elite Wrestling on TNT Twitter account, Apparently, we will also be getting Malachi Black v. Dante Martin. Dante Martin's going to die. So, <laughs> so you know what? Make, make this final AEW point, but here's a little theory. Malachi Black is very much into the occult and such. Yes. Dante is quite an occult or dark-sounding name. What if Malachi kind of beats him and tries to take him in as like a new protege, trying to steal him away from Matt Seidel? so that we ultimately get some kind of Malachi v. Seidel feud leading to Dante Martin having to make a decision. It could work. Could work. Could be a thing. I, that I said, just... I, will, I, I will add, I'm very just amused that I basically get to see like a circa 2003 Ring of Honor match in AEW with CM Punk v. Matt Seidel. <laughs> uh, all, all I see with Malachi Black and Dante Martin is I have a fun match that Malachi Black will just kick someone's head off. And that's it. <laughs> it's uh, like, I'm, well, I'm, you've got to build the house of black up. Got to exactly. do it I'm just way. going to do a cursory quick look on Twitter to see if anything else has been announced so that we don't miss it. Um, apparently CM Punk has gone sneaker shopping, so look for that on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> Breaking news there. Um, no, I think that's our lot, so I'm going to leave it there for the AEW chat. But suffice to say, Ian, AEW is great fun. Yes. What is so, partially great fun and also somewhat confusing? WWE is. Right, I'm going to sit back for this. So, now, as I said, everybody, I have not really seen much, if any, WWE since we last did, did Bunker Mania. So, Ian, I'm going to defer to you to cover what you want to talk about, slash what you okay. have to talk about. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and and, and skim through as much as I can, and in. I will try and, and I will try and give my genuine reactions as I'm hearing, because legitimately I barely know anything other than how Fair much this, like this Queen's tournament has seemingly been a joke. That's all I know. Okay, so at the moment, uh, big the big major thing that happened just after uh, our last episode was the eventual rebranding of NXT or NXT 2.0 as they would like to go, uh, and yes, they went from black and gold to wonderful color so can i be honest with you go ahead i like the look of that i like the arena i like the style of the arena i think there's too much bright neon color but Mm. i actually i like that sort of coliseum i like that sort of coliseum effect of the ring it's very different to what you see on a lot of the main roster stuff and even on on other wrestling shows so that's quite cool and yeah i think i think it's been all right i think in terms of the stage setting it's all right um yeah i I will i will quickly clarify the reason i i like the look of it is more just because of how what's way to put this you could you could just see more in the arena it doesn't feel like you're in like a, a dingy warehouse for example and it's just yeah. really dark and you can't you know what i mean it it, it, it yeah. feels like it's um i guess the only way i could describe it is it feels like it's just a bit better produced mm. i didn't have an issue with how nxt looked but just seeing that it's like oh i can kind of just see everything i mean i think I think to a point, some changes were definitely needed with NXT. I mean, I think the the fact that obviously the ratings issue was was one of them, but it it been very stagnant for a while. And 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 despite the fact we've had some really great matches over the last couple of years of NXT, it really was kind of like it needed something a little bit new. Um, that's not to. I think at the moment, I my current thing of NXT 2.0 is. It, I can understand it more as a developmental side of things nowadays. Um, but it's like there's some bits that are okay. There's some bits that are not okay. And it's just it's just a very random sort of uh, checking of things. Ah. So, uh, so in terms of... I'm trying to think what's going on here at the moment. So I'll tell you what, the, the one thing I have heard about quite a bit, and you can mm. add or not say much as much as you want. The one name I keep hearing about is Bron... Breaker. Oh, you mean who I believe this Bron is, Breaker is Rex Steiner, as far as I'm aware, yeah, the son of one of the Steiners. I can't remember which one on top of my head, but but we'll leave the picture on screen for a moment if you want. But 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 tell us a little bit about what's been going on with Bron Breaker. Oh, because yes. seemingly Bron- he is a highlight of NXT from what from what I've anecdotally heard. Yeah, so Bron Breaker has been like one of the major sort of players in the NXT 2.0 uh, division right now. Um, so. So yeah, basically, first episode of NXT 2.0 opens up with a lovely LA Knight promo going, let me talk to you. And then all of a sudden, he's interrupted by Braun Breaker, who just wants a chance to prove himself and goes out and beats LA Knight within like two, three minutes. Uh, And a very good match as well. Um, And then ever since that, Braun Breaker has been coming back. um, Braun Breaker has been kind of like the big highlight of NXT 2.0. It's all about, Mm. it's like, He's very accomplished as a wrestler, obviously as a Stein, obviously Steiner in his in his blood and that sort of stuff. Uh, very accomplished as a wrestler. Um, he's good on the microphone. He's got a presence. He is like most matches. He's he's been a highlight half the time, and it's just been it's just been very entertaining to watch him really. Mm. And and yeah, and I think at the moment they've positioned him as the as the 
uh, as the challenger to, to Tommaso Ciampa's NXT Championship. We'll, we'll rewind a little bit and go to the, the NXT Championship in a moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think out of all, all the intention to launch new stars and new faces, uh, Braun Breaker is certainly one of them. A lot of people are frowning at the name. Me too as well, to be perfectly honest. Not, I mean, it, if you've got a Steiner, yeah, the next generation. The thing is, WWE have done this for so many years, it just doesn't surprise me at this point. It's like, why why say you've got like the next generation of like X, insert wrestler name here, but you don't let them use their name? It's like, you know, I mean, look at Charlotte, for example. Yeah. You know, prime example. I think there may be different reasons why they've gone with Braun Breaker over Rick Steiner. And it's, and it's probably one, they probably can't trademark Steiner's name or, or whatever, because obviously there's, there's always been that sort of thing of trying to trademark uh, wrestlers names for a period so maybe they weren't able to do change that. the spelling is it so difficult <laughs> again maybe they don't want to just remind people that obviously the fact it doesn't help that a he dresses like Steiner, he dresses like a steiner wrestles right? like a steiner speaks like a steiner all that sort of stuff um i think for a moment as well they don't they sometimes don't want for, unless it's pivotal to their character they don't want i think i can understand if wwe doesn't necessarily want uh, a family to a family name to kind of hover over them. Maybe, maybe down the line, maybe when Braun Breaker gets to the main roster, maybe they will decide to go, hey, by the way, I'm actually a Steiner. My name's Steiner now, all that sort of stuff. Do you know what? And that would be the most WWE thing for them it, to do. I would like be having surprised. because case in point, they've done it before, but you know, have a developmental wrestler be a certain character or a certain way all through their developmental run and give them something new when they go to the main roster. Look mm. at Try to think of a name on top of my head. Matt Morgan. Yep. He was a freaking domi- just a dominating beast in OVW, I think. And then he came up and he had a stutter. Mm. Or you look at the Basham brothers, I'm really showing age yeah. here, who came up to the main roster after they had been blood rivals, basically, like a blood feud. Or mm. something along those lines. Just proper bitter rivals. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But but sorry, yeah. continue. No worries. So yeah, so the whole thing, the whole thing that starts NXT 2.0 off, uh Smojo had to vacate the title uh a couple of weeks after winning it due to medical reasons. Coincidentally, two days before NXT 2.0 launches. Um apparently it's generally a medical in, in uh situation, so which is a real shame. Soon. Which is a shame. Uh, but it's yeah, it's just it's a shame that Joe's not there for for the start of it all. Um so yeah, after a big fatal four-way between uh Tommaso Champa, uh LA Knight, Pete Dunn, and Von Wagner, who is uh, I believe Cal- Von Wagner, uh the offspring of uh, of uh, Cal Bloom, I believe he is. I believe he's he's a Bloom wrestler. Um Von Wagner. Von Wagner. Yeah, who has and I and I and I mean and I don't mean this meanly, but it's just the way I feel this character is presented on screen. A plank of wood, because um, <laughs> basically Carla Riley's supposed to be in that match. Gets taken out by Dunn and Ridge Holland, and Von Wagner uh, helps out. And then William Regal goes, "I've met this really lovely chap. He saved Carla Riley. Here is Von Wagner. Hello, Von. Hi. Do you want to wrestle? Okay." There you go, in the main event. And I gem- the moment they did that, I generally thought they were going to put the belt on him. So <laughs> Just really... I-, I feel the need to ask an important question here. Go on. Who has more charisma, Von Wagner or Plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie? Can Plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie hit a tire with a sledgehammer? 
for the purpose of this conversation, yes. With, with assistance. Because they, bo- but- they both... Well, with assistance, well, then Vaughn Wagner has a bit more Christmas because he can <laughs> do it by himself. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 the thing with NXT 2.0, I'll try to be quick on this. Um, it really now does feel like it's developmental, which if that's the purpose of NXT, fair enough. I If it means more talent move from NXT 2.0 to main roster without some shit going on or shittery going on like carrying cross going on and losing to jeff harding stuff like that if you can just pick up the character from nxt and just go off you go jobs are good and absolutely fine um and they've already taken a few characters from nxt 2.0 in the draft and we'll talk about that a bit later um so yeah that if that if that's the purpose then fair enough it's it's not what we're used to or not what we've been used to for so many years and yes it is a it is an absolute culture shock um but there are some little positives. Prom Breaker is one of them. Um, there's promising talent. There's talent that doesn't resonate. Um, so you have some really hokey characters. Tony D'Angelo, your typical, typical Italian-American mafia character. I swear Ooh. Tony D'Angelo is a hockey player that got banned yes. for being a colossal Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, many people have said, have WWE not checked the, uh, have not checked uh google <laughs> but yeah tony d'angelo just going i'm, I'm tony d'angelo i'll come and i'll just do a i'll just do a match and i'll win and all that sort of stuff it's a terrible accent i apologize uh I, i'm imagining you probably did it maybe to the degree that, that he would have been shown how to do it probably um you also have uh andre chase who's a university teacher who's trying to teach students how to win at wrestling matches and the students keep pointing out that he's a cheater half the time gets annoyed you've got you've got an oprah winfrey tmz crossover with lashana lash who has these video segments of just going i'll tell you what's not hip this i'll tell you what's not and it's it's random nonsense and it doesn't work and it's annoying me but the but the one the one character that (laughs) sticks out like a sore thumb and in a very bad way is joe gacy so Joe Gacy here is a wrestler who promotes constructive conversations in a safe space where people can work out all their differences. Yeah. He's in a wrestling ring. He's, he's, try, he's trying to be a wrestler for the woke generation. Um, mm. And... And yeah, there's got a bit of traction with Fox News and, and stuff like that. Say, look, <laughs> WWE are dealing with woke wokeness and all that sort of stuff. And it's just this this is WWE. And and the be- the best constructive takedown on this is Pete Quinnell over at Wrestle Talk. If um I think if you look it up, uh one of their reviews from NXT, uh Pete and Tempest, Pete nails this on the head. WWE are taking something like mental health and trivializing it, and it's and it's worrying. It's it's mm. kind of it's kind of making fun of needs for things like safe space and stuff like that. It's not safe spaces because people are easily offended. Sometimes people need safe spaces because it they need it for their mental health. They need it for those sort of reasons. And the way they are just throwing this out like it's a oh look at this Joe look at this fun character that we've come up with. Oh, isn't it isn't it isn't it Joe? Isn't it fun? Isn't it silly? Isn't it kind of doesn't it get doesn't it get you annoyed? It's like 
I, I, it's, it's kind of like it's generating heat, but go away heat. Not I hate this character, but I like him really. It's no, I don't like this character. It makes me uncomfortable. It, and but the thing just, is, though, not to cut you off here, but yeah, it, things though it doesn't surprise me. WWE's doing something no, like this because no. they've done stuff like this for literally decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it shouldn't is, happen. Quite frankly, it's. I agree. It's it's not good at all. It's freaking disgusting in some ways, but yeah, it it doesn't surprise me, and that's going to be one of the saddest parts about it. Yeah, um, and the fact is, Gacy's had a couple of matches, and Gacy's fine as a wrestler. I have no issues with Gacy as a wrestler. I I just I just don't like the character, and I don't know who's I don't know who's created this character. I don't know if this is WWE creative having a laugh having a laugh at 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 woke side of things. I don't I don't know. It's just. I, I just don't like it. I, I generally don't like it. Um, yeah. And, I, and that's all I've got to say. I mean, I don't want to waste my time shouting shouting heresy over and over again. Mm-hmm. But just, it just, yeah. Do better, WWE. Yeah. yeah do a lot better on a lot of things coming up. Or do, so, just do something. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think if this, if this prevents characters going from NXT to WWE and being completely repackaged or treated as a joke, fine fine that's a necessary evil that we have to live with i suppose uh and yeah if if this i mean the the nice safe comfort is you've got other places like aw and impact so if you've really enjoyed the the like the super indie feel of nxt you don't like the new main roster style that it's going in then yeah go and uh, there's plenty of wrestling for you to go and enjoy and half and half the chances are some of the talent from there will be going over there or what do you have in the case of adam cole um but i but yeah i think changes were definitely needed it's just i think some people will argue some people will see this is too extreme of a change but yeah speaking Speaking of extreme extreme, (laughs) (laughs) extreme rules or the extreme rules that wasn't that extreme uh, so yeah, that, that's been the major pay-per-view that we've had in the last couple of weeks. Um, not much to really write home about, to be honest. Um, was it actually was worth watching? Serviceable wrestling, stupid storytelling, typical WWE. Um, big, the big, the big stories, uh, Sasha Banks is back. Uh, she interrupted Bianca and Becky's match, which was fairly all right. It was a normal wrestling match. How extreme was that? <laughs> to the point that it was a DQ finish. The only oh, major- really? The only major Extreme Rules match um, was Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. And Roman Reigns, I think we all, we all expected he would survive, but maybe through the power of God, Roman Reigns retained over a Demon Finn Balor who was having a, like a hulking up moment. You've probably seen clips on Twitter of just Finn Balor laying face down on the ground in like a normal lighted arena. And then the red lights just go, bum, bum. And he just flops like a fish. <laughs> he just flops like a bit, and it just goes a, oh, and he just stands up, and then the Finn Balor music plays, and he just goes on boss mode, and basically starts throwing the Usos left, right, and center. He puts Roman through a table, gets Roman set up, and at this moment in time, I'm kind of thinking, watching this for the first time, thinking, oh, that they could put the belt on on Finn. This would be great. This this like this is like an insane moment. It's like it makes no bloody sense. But why not? If this is how we're going to crown Finn's proper reign as a universal champion, all right, I'll go for it. And then just as he gets to the top rope, whoopsie! Wait, what? <laughs> the top rope snaps. <laughs> Everything what? stops. The top rope snaps. Everything stops. Uh, Roman then just delivers a spear. The end. 
looks up at the sky and goes, did God save me? <laughs> and no one talked about ever again afterwards. <laughs> so, the, so, because you'll know, has the demon prior to this match lost a match? Uh, with the exception of NXT, no. So his first main roster loss came because the top rope snapped. Snapped. <sighs> or, as, as eagle-eyed uh, audience members noted, someone with a pair of scissors ran in. Oh, no, someone, someone, one of the camera crew just cut it with a pair of scissors. Seriously? Yep. <sighs> and, yeah, no, 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 one, no one has talked about the top rope bit ever since <laughs> so after that monumental show then there has been a draft going on right yes draft has happened uh rost is going to affect a week tomorrow after crown jewel um so wait wait, is... wait 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 so when's crown jewel uh a week tomorrow they're... why am i surprised they're running saudi on a thursday sure <laughs> Why not? Um, so WWE has been the weird sort of crossover universe that it has been for the last couple of weeks. Um, so, oh, oh, and, by, and by the last couple of weeks, you mean every week? Every, eh? <laughs> every, every week is a crossover week in WWE. What are we going to crossover today, man? We're going to crossover it all. Every week's an event comic. <laughs> it's good shit. Book it. <laughs> uh, so uh, in terms of major changes, SmackDown has picked up Charlotte Flair who is still Raw Women's Championship, uh, by the way. Uh, Drew McIntyre's moving over. New Day's moving over. Minus Big E, who's staying on Raw. Uh, <laughs> because, Shane, of course. Well, he is cha- he's, he's technically champion now. I mean, the fact is, Big E was getting... The fact is, they still come together at the, at the pay-per-views. It's fine. It's like, I, I can imagine people want them all together, and I get that. But it's like, I think, it's, I think it will help Big E more as a singles wrestler. I mean, he's WWE champion now. He doesn't need more help, but it's like I think it would kind of cement that sort of uh, that would cement that sort of uh, championship material, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, so Shayna Baszler is moving over to SmackDown as well. Okay. Uh, from NXT, uh, Ridge Holland has been called up, not Pete Dunne, with the Peaky Blinder with his hat and his truncheon going. That was a funny, it's a weird entrance on NXT. It's just, it just starts off with just some pre-filmed footage. I mean, just in a big trench coat, hat, going, Peaky Blinder, Peaky Blinder. And then he just trots out. I mean, good on him. Obviously, former former rugby player as well, UK rugby player uh, turned wrestler. Great. I mean, I think he, he's, he's got, he's more, he's more of a beast. He's like, he's more like a power, power wrestler. And I think, hmm. I think he'll have some fun. Uh, Big, I think the big pick from NXT, Hit Row, go to SmackDown. All of them? All of them. Nice. All of them. Uh, and yeah, so that's going to be fun. Swerve lost his uh, North American title last night to Carlito Hayes. Oh, well. Wait, wait, wait. Before he had a match on the main roster and got beaten in two minutes? Yeah. It, yes. Yes. We're building stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Someone uh, learned something. <laughs> yes. And also from NXT, uh Xylee is going there as well. So oh, no, cool. no, 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 no Boa or Tian Shin, whatever the 
hell. Magna Merciless, is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, the the major players staying put, Rangers staying, the Usos are staying, they're the big non-moves. There was a good storyline where uh Brock Lesnar was uh, happily declared on an interview that he was a free agent, winked and trotted off. Range was very angry with Paul Heyman about it and said, I better have, make sure the Usos are drafted to Raw, uh, drafted to SmackDown, or you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think the correct terms was he told the Usos, if you guys aren't uh, drafted to SmackDown, leave Paul Heyman for dead. Uh, but uh, they have been drafted and everyone is fine. And Paul Heyman has been swearing blind allegiance to Roman, whether that means Roman gets screwed or something. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But Rock and Rock and Reigns is still going on in a good way. Uh, in terms of Raw, Big E is there, now WWE champion. Becky Lynch has moved over. Bianca Belair's moved over. Seth's moved over. Finn Balor, Street Profits, Edge uh, from NXT. You've got Austin Theory, who's had a, having a little run-in with Jeff Hardy at the moment. Took a selfie, beat him up, and then actually beat him the following week on Raw. He has, an, he has the elusive victory over Jeff Hardy, unlike Harry Cross. Well, Karen Cross has beaten Jeff Hardy twice now, but not, nah, not, but, not, you know, yeah, not, not, so you can't change your first impression. <laughs> not in a damaging way. Um, a few tag teams have been split up as well. Uh, Natalia and Tamina have been split up. Mason T Bar have split up. Uh, no one's crying over that, by the way. Wait, <laughs> wait, that, that was retribution, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're properly done now. <laughs> they, they were still together? Apparently. Okay. Uh, uh, Shotzi and Ox have been split up Baser and Jax have been split up uh, Ali and Mansoor have now decided to split up as well They have a match at Crown Jewel um, Yeah, so a lot of, Yeah, things have changed Ah, big thing from Raw uh, Olympic gold medalist Gabe Stevenson Has been drafted to Raw as well Oh, okay And he's yet to have any semblance of a match in WWE. Um, he's likely going to join Raw I think after his um, contract with Minnesota Wrestling runs out at the start, I think, around 2022. So probably in prime for a WrestleMania debut or something like that. So uh, they they're, they're clearly they clearly have a plan for him. So we'll see. So they used a, a draft pick. Mm. Now, I should say, Olympic re- Olympic winning wrestler. I've got, yeah. you know, got the chops. Look at Kurt Angle as an example. Yeah. But you use a draft pick you can't use for, for three, four months. He came in. It's like he was like the, one of the final picks for Raw on the two nights. So this feels like this was an ESPN headline crap. Yeah, I, I guess so. But it, again, it's like I I expect we'll see him around WrestleMania time. Might make an appearance at Royal Rumble. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I was about to say maybe have a match with Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle's actually retired because I was there when it happened. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Baron Corbin, or Happy Corbin, <laughs> or Constable Corbin. I, I, which it's. <laughs> Uh, Gable, Sean Dunn in the chat. Gable to be Kurt Angle's long lost best friend's son. <laughs> Jason Jordan. Yeah. Oh, I miss Jason oh, Jordan. Oh, that's a storyline to bring up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think I think the main event for Raw, and in terms of people challenging Big E, let me just make sure my headset is nicely on point. Um, I think in terms of the, the main event for Raw looks promising. I think Big E's got hmm. some really good challenges there. You've still got people like Randy Orton there. You've still got Matt Riddle and stuff like that there. Uh, I'm not sure if AJ Styles... I think AJ Styles has moved over to SmackDown. I'm not sure. Was Omos drafted at all? Uh, I'll need to check. I, it's like, no, I, that's fine. It's like, you can tell how much of an impact that, trade, that draft trade was 
Because I can't bloody remember it. <laughs> so what's happening when it comes to, say, like, the SmackDown Women's Champion being on Raw in the sense of the title? Are they just going to have the SmackDown Women's title now just be the Raw Women's title? It, depend, it depends how Crown Jewel ends up because we've got Bianca uh, Banks and Becky Triple Threat Crown Jewel for the championship. So Which one? Uh, SmackDown. Okay. For some reason, I thought one of them was Raw. <laughs> Sorry. Well, two of them are Raw now. No, I mean, as in the, the Raw Women's Champ. I thought two of them were champions is what I meant. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Raw, no, Charlotte, no Charlotte, Charlotte hasn't got a match so far at Crown Jewel to my, as far as I'm aware. Um, I mean, if Becky retains, they'll probably just do the, you give them that belt, and you give them that belt. Like they did with the Street Profits in New Day last year. Was that literally have. how they changed them? Yeah, it's like, you're both champions, but you're on the wrong brands. <sighs> Sort belts, please. I'm Adam Pierce. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think I think the raw main event scene looks promising. SmackDown's a bit sparse. I think McIntyre's gonna have the Roman feud after Survivor series. Um, because they're they're clearly building Big E versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That's going to be fun. That's gonna be great stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it'll probably be McIntyre's the filler feud all the way through to like Royal Rumble, that sort of stuff. The Survivor um, Series is the one time of the year where the brands cross over. It's not like every day of the year. Um, they may start elevating more of the mid-card talent, so maybe Cesaro might find himself back in the main main event picture, that sort of way. Mm. Uh, I mean, Give me who? Cesaro v. Drew. They'll beat the piss out of oh. each other. I'm in the mood for it. Did you, I, I need to check. Did Sheamus go over to... Um, did Sheamus go over to uh, SmackDown? I think he did. Um, Reform the bar. We are the bar. Well, we are the bar. I guess would be the way to put it. Yes. Uh, da, 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 da. I think. I think he is. I While you're looking that up, uh, Sean Dunn in the chat has just said, "I think they're going to do a unification match with the women's titles." Mm. Honestly, wouldn't surprise me because they want to do the whole Becky two belts thing again. You know, they could do that. Or well, I guess it would be mm. Bailey. Was it Bailey Dos belts? I don't remember. Possibly. I'm not. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to smack. I'll just do SmackDown draft. 2021 there we go Perfect. also how did the while you're looking up how did the draft actually occur was it like over two shows was it a yeah, one night two, deal two shows with um two shows with uh half the roster on one half the roster on the other uh let's have a look let's have a haganda uh seamus i think was on the monday night one shame 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 seamus seamus come back where did you go, Seamus? Where did you well, come uh, well, from? Well, while you're looking that up, um, so I guess then the next event then, bef- is, is the next event just Crown Jewel or is there anything else going on? Like there, Survivor uh, Series isn't that far away. Seamus is on SmackDown. There you okay. go. Hard hit match of Roman Reigns, please. That'd be fun. There you go. There we go. Uh, anyone else? Oh, Ricochet goes to SmackDown as well. Okay. Maybe they might elevate Ricochet for once. Probably not. Shame, but who knows. Uh, and yeah, and... Yeah, so so yes, we do have to. We'll, we'll briefly touch upon the wonder that is bloody Crown Jewel. There it is. I mean, I won't lie; that's a good-looking poster. But it's a good-looking poster. But the fact that match is happening in Saudi, like the heck, hmm. people would lap that up if they were in that arena. That's the thing; they're trying to make it a musty event, but people aren't watching it because of obviously where it's being held. And I mean, again, also it's... not to mention they're doing it on a Thursday. They've always done those on a Thursday. No, I know, but it's like, you know, if you want the maximum eyeballs, you know, yeah. pick a time when, you know, might be more suited for people. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, so they're back to Saudi Arabia for this one. Uh, matches. We have Big E versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. That'd be good. That'll be good. I I hope hopefully uh, Big E retains. He probably will be retaining. I, I doubt we're going to see major title changes on this one. Reigns versus Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Um, they're supposed to have more than one match together, so this might be the start of an interesting feud. I think this is the most excited I've been for like a Reigns Lesnar match for since they're sort of the 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 onslaught since of the before boredom. times. Since the before times, when you know everyone had to like Roman, now everyone has to hate Roman, but we also like him at the same so time. So I'm going to make my bold prediction now for you. Yep. Double count out. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> Reigns retains through shenanigans. Ah, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we've talked about Becky, Bianca, uh, and Banks on the SmackDown Women's uh, Freeway. Uh, Goldberg is going to finally have a chance to kill a man when he takes on Lashley. This is actually <laughs> happening, then, isn't it? <laughs> Goldberg just wants to go. What that means, no holds barred means I have a license to kill. No, Goldberg, you're not James Bond. You're it's not Daniel Craig. To Stop kill. it. I got a license to kill. I mean, hey, you should have called on Anderson, just saying, but you know. Uh, see, if there was if there was a way to tie in No Time to Die, there it was, to be perfectly you see, honest. You know? It's like, I can be like Bond. No, you can't be like Bond, Goldberg, but I'm going to go kill a man. Look Stop. forward to a, to a special pep talk in Saudi Arabia by Timothy Dalton. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So uh, we've also got Mansoor versus Ali, mm -hmm. which I've mentioned already. That'll probably be a Mansoor win because Mansoor, obviously, out of all the usual local talents that that don't win, Mansoor always wins when he goes to Crown Jewel. Mm. He he somehow it's, got the he he's got like I don't know he, he's got the number. He knows who to call. Yeah, yeah, and uh, big the big match I think, which I think might be a barnstormer: Edge versus Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Wait, a crown jewel? Yep. Okay. So, so the the Edge Rollins feud has has gone further. They had another match at Madison Square Garden. Rollins won with a stomp, sent Edge to hospital. Rollins felt a little bit sad, but then he just wanted he just wanted Edge to acknowledge him that he wasn't Edge light. He can't. Uh, he can't use the acknowledge me line. That's someone else's <laughs> shtick. So when Edge did, so when Edge uh, decided to try and answer the challenge. Uh, Rollins decided to go and visit uh, uh, Edge's actual home. Uh, no one was in, but in the hills like of North Carolina. Yeah, it was a nice cribs tour. You got to look, you got to look <laughs> at the kitchen, you got to look at the study, and all that sort of stuff. Seth just going, <laughs> gonna take some apple juice, gonna look at some children's drawings and go, that shit, and then go sit and have a nap on a couch. <laughs> it was a weird. It was a weird moment. Um, and then basically, uh, last episode of SmackDown got into a brawl. Edge in his sort of I'm angry and insane moment just went Hell in a Cell. And it's like, you know what? This is the first time we can actually be excited about a Hell in a Cell match because they'll probably do something good with it. Rather than I just look like, forward to seeing how they're going to get the Hell in a Cell structure to Saudi Arabia. It's probably, it's probably on a freighter or something right now, to be honest. Yeah, it's probably stuck in the Suez Canal or something. Mm. And and yes, it will also be the place where we have the finals of King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown. Right, come on, bring me up to speed then. What the heck so, has happened with these? So, King of the Ring has been pretty bog standard, but also all right, to be honest. Uh, we had a couple of good matches in the first round on SmackDown. You had um, Cesaro versus Finn Balor, which was great. Oh, Balor was won. Uh, 
Sami Zayn beat Rey Mysterio. So we have the SmackDown semi-final of Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. On the Raw side, you had Xavier Woods versus Ricochet. Uh, Woods won. Uh, and then you had Kofi Kingston versus Jinder Mahal, which could potentially set up a semi-final between Woods and Kofi Kingston. Jinder Mahal won. <laughs> so so we're, we're looking at our, the final probably being contested between probably Finn Balor and, and Xavier Woods. And I think that'll be, that'll a, be a good match. That'll be a good one. And I really want Woods to win, to be honest. I mean, I think Woods... He, he is the only person before WWE announced the King of the Ring tournament who was actively campaigning on Twitter to bring yeah. back the King of the Ring tournament be, so he could win. It'll be cruel if they don't let him win. But I think... But there's some really good things there. And Sean's mentioned it in the chat. It could be an interesting way to turn Woods heel mm. if he gets so obsessed with the King, with the King of the Ring tournament, if he wins it. And it's kind of like he's going, he's, it's not about having a, a New Day Rocks. It's about, about King Woods Rocks and that sort of stuff. Maybe it can have a little division. There. You can have like an, like an interesting sort of uh, temporary heel turn, maybe. Who knows? And then eventually mm. he seems to have his way. So I was too obsessed with the crown. I'm sorry. And I think for Woods, if, if, if Woods isn't going to be promptly featured in probably like a, a world title picture, which is a shame because I think Woods is an excellent wrestler and he's an excellent personality and his stock continues to go higher in terms of things like uh, up, up, down, down, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think if if they said, if if Woods said, I don't care if I don't have a championship belt, just give me King of the Ring and I'll, and I'll die a happy man. Mm. I can see it happen. I can really see it happening. Um, so yeah, I think King of the Ring has been all right at the moment. Um, it just looks very much earmarked for Woods to win which would be great, but then again, WWE don't like us. Uh, and then we move over to Queen's Crown. All right, let me grab a drink for this. Oh. So, <laughs> so far, we had first round matches between Zelina Vega and Tony Storm. Zelina Vega won. We've had a match between Carmella and Liv Morgan for the umpteenth time. Carmella won. Semi-final. Oh, Zelina Vegas versus Carmella. And then on the raw side, we've had uh, we've had Dewdrop versus Natalia, Dewdrop won, and, hey. and, we, and then we had Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, Baszler won. Uh, and the way I look at this tournament, it's it's clearly earmarked for Baszler to win. Uh, I will be stunned if anyone else wins, to be honest, because she's um, the queen of spades, right? Yeah, and considering they are now moving her to SmackDown. And they've split her from Nat, uh, uh, Nia Jax. I was about to say Max. No, Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, giant axe? No, <laughs> no, Ian. Um, no, uh, Nia Jax. They've split her from there. And I think they're going to probably properly rebuild her and probably make her as a credible threat for maybe Charlotte Flair. I think mm. anyone other than Basil would be uh, a head scratcher, to be honest even if it's from a character perspective of making them more annoying or one of those like mm, it would have been great to have seen Liv won it quite frankly yeah i mean you could have had Liv morgan and tony storm in a semi-final that would be cool that would be cool and then you maybe could have like a tony you could have tony or Liv versus Shayna baszler that's a good final that's a fun final no uh the, the real problem with this the real frustrating problem with this and this is this is becoming more apparent with like the, the women's wrestling other than like the the big matches like Becky, Bianca, other than the main Banks. event, effectively. Yeah, uh, the matches are, are incredibly short now. Um, most of the matches in the first round were less than three minutes. Uh, Roman Reigns' entrance to the ring was twice that. 
Yeah. Just, hmm. yeah. Sorry, not, not a very good response for audio listeners there. Um, yeah, ge- sorry, listeners, uh, audio uh, listeners. I gave a look Jer- of confusion. Jeremy was confused, bewildered, and asked, why? 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 Uh, I mean... And it's just, it's, it's frustrating because it's like they have a really good women's roster, but the booking and the repeated booking it just isn't working. And again, I can imagine a lot of people saying, well, they're just waiting for like Crown Jewel to be over and done with. It's like, we keep saying we're waiting for things to be over and done with for things to get good. <laughs> it's not I mean, happening. I hate to say it, but you know what? Royal Rumble ain't that far away. True. Are we going to wait until the day of to, for them to figure out who the hell is going to win <laughs> It's going to be after WrestleMania. It's going to be after WrestleMania next year. It's going to yeah, be great. Right. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, it's just, and again, it's like the King of the Ring matches have been about the standard 10, 12 minutes. And it's like, it's not, it's like, it's if, you're going to, if, you're, if you are going to treat this tournament, you're doing this for the first time. This is the first time you're doing a women's King of the Ring style tournament. And you have decided to relegate it to three minutes per match. It is basically saying you don't give a flying fuck about it. Apologies for language. It's just, it had to be said like that. Um, it, it's call frustrating. Me, call me cynical here. Hmm. Given past, what's the way to phrase this? Given the way WWE has done things in the past, yes, of trying to make things happen simply because it's like, oh, that would be a good tie-in. For example, having a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view dictating a bunch of matches need to be inside a cell. Yeah. As opposed to in this instance, like you said, Edge and Rollins, being a Hell in the Cell match, because it's probably going to be the final match in their feud because they're both on different brands now and such. No, they're or still on they? the same brands. Oh, okay, well... They will be. But, 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 but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. escalated to a point where they need a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. This very much feels like someone in a meeting just said, we've got, we've got Crown Jewel in... What month are we in? October. <laughs> in October. <laughs> um, this what is can exactly we do what... to tie into Crown Jewel? And this it's like exactly King of the happened. Ring. This is exactly like King of the Ring, and then oh, let's do a, what's the thing called the the the, the Queen's Queen's Crown, Crown Qu- Queen's Crown. Let's do a tournament, tournament arc, um, and that's literally how they they went about it. And that then they've pro- just thought, is, that- <laughs> and they, because they've done King of the Ring before, oh yeah, we know how to do that. And then they've probably gone, how do we do a how do we do a Queen's Crown tournament? I mean. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think that far ahead. What, what do we do? Oh no! And they turned to one wrestler and said, "What? What do we do? What do we do? What? What do we do about this?" And is that? And someone just went, "I've drawn a wrestler with a crown. Get out of the office, Barry." Oh. I mean, I also fully <laughs> expect that after Crown Jewel, there will be a merchandise line of whatever the winning garb is yeah. for King and Queen. There probably will be. There probably will be. But yeah, it's just like how you summed it up is probably how it went down. So they just went, we got a King of the Ring. We should really do something about Queen of the Ring, shouldn't we? Can't call it Queen of the Ring. How about Queen's Crown? That'll do. That'll do. Should we because have the it? event is a crown jewel. 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 And, and the like, crown can have a jewel on it. It's going to be a precious jewel. It's not really a precious jewel. We just put it in a fancy dress store. Shut up, Barry. <laughs> it can't be diamonds. It'll be no, as Barry. precious as an NFT. 
Oh, just as evil and wicked, Oh my god, Jeremy. that's what it's going to be, isn't it? The actual Queen's crown is going to be an NFT, isn't it? Congratulations, you've won the tournament. What do I win? Do I get an actual crown? Here's you've won a JPEG NF- of, the, of the crown. Here's an NFT. You can watch it on this weird viewer. How do I get it on my phone? I'll airdrop it to you now. Hang on. Don't forget, you can buy your John Cena NFTs right here, right now. Oh, the thing is, that it, I, I'm joking in saying this, but it, it, it's ridiculous. Like yeah. what you've described about this tournament, it, mm. it's like I said, it's a double standard, and it shouldn't be this way. And I, no, I don't mean to make light of it, but literally, this is probably how it happened because this seems like a plausible situation that would occur. Um, like- I, I just hope. Yeah. What's the way to phrase this? If the finals are barnstormer matches and they're given mm. time. It doesn't make up for what the tournament has been, but at least it can be. It, it's like a what's the way I put it. At least it, it's some it's some form of recompense and actual like yeah. showing. I guess I can't think of the right word, but it's a, you know it's that way of going. Go out there and have a damn good match. The point is the entire tournament should have been like that. Yeah, especially when it's the first one. You know, I mean the big the big thing that sticks out to me is we have Baser in the tournament mm. and. I like I said, I imagine Bezos winning this. But the fact is you look at the other wrestlers in the who are now remaining in this tournament, I based on what I've seen of them on the main roster the last couple of months, I can't take them as legitimate challenges to Baszler. Mm-hmm. I I cannot believe Carmela stands a chance against Bezo in a final. I cannot believe Vega stands a chance against Baser in a final and mm. it's it's and it's just simply because of how they've been built up as characters now if you brought in a tony storm or a Liv morgan into that equation i would have said you know what i still think Baser's going to win but i feel Liv morgan's going to give her give a damn good showing of trying her best to win this and again with tony storm tony storm can have a really good for match even if she doesn't win i believe i believe storm and morgan are more believable challenges to beat Baszler than Vega and Carmella, who have been losing for weeks. Unless there's, unless there's shenanigans going on and Charlotte Flair decides to enter herself into the tournament because Charlotte Flair hasn't got anything to do at Crown Jewel yet. Also, doesn't she emanate from the Queen Sissy? Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, have, I have, I have, uh, why do I have a feeling Vega versus Carmella is going to end up, someone's going to get injured, flat or injured, or they will refuse to fight one another. So Charlotte Flair will just go, all right, I'll take one of your people's places and I'll just beat you. And then we'll have Baser versus Charlotte. And then you can start a nice feud there. Wouldn't it be fun, boys and girls? I mean, look, they've got to do a ridiculous pyro entrance somehow. Oh, that's Tyson, the other thing as well. Tyson Fury isn't available. For, for, for Crown Jewel, expect pyro. Yes. Not Tyson Le- Tyson Fury levels of pyro, but except pyro. <laughs> oh, that happened before, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, for that for that amazing match against Braun Strowman, I I, I didn't even remember it. Ended Strowman. with a count out. Ended with a count out. And if you, if you if you want more horrific memories, go to Parts of Unknown and watch the ten worst Saudi Arabian matches. There, just there you go. I was going to say, uh, speaking of being counted out, I think we are just about out of time today, everybody. Yes. But but, uh, but Ian, it's been a great time catching up. Mm-hmm. I believe we're going to try and do this again in a couple of weeks. To, oh, we're going to do it the night before Crown Jewel, aren't we? Or is it the week after Crown Jewel? We're thinking. I think the week after Crown Jewel. 
Okay. I, I, will... I mean, I mean, I, I mean, on on a level of principle, I'm not looking to watch Crown Jewel. I'm not either. Um, but we'll have a look at the results. If 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 like the the outlets are saying these matches are great, go watch it. Then maybe I'll catch up on WWE Network. But to be honest, I don't really want to watch it live, and I'm not. And it's it's just I I just don't like the deal that they have. With uh, yeah, Sony. just it's, from a moral yeah. standpoint, I don't agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, yeah. that's just. Doesn't need to be. Like, well, I well I know I, well I know full I know full well uh, Sami Zayn's not going to crown jewel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's definitely Balor in the final against whom is another question. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but it has been it's been great fun catching up on this scene. It has been a wonderful time. And as mentioned at the top of the show, everybody, thank you very much for watching us here live on Twitch. And if you've been watching on YouTube, thank you very much for checking out this archive. If you would like to find out more about Bunkerzilla, you can find us on Twitter at Bunkerzilla UK. And there is, of course, the Facebook group as well. And Ian, in terms of additional places where people could find more information about Bunkerzilla UK, anywhere else you would like to point them towards? Uh, at the moment, we are still in the process of starting or getting the new website up and running. So for the time being, it's still the social media channels. So Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, as you can see in the bottom corner yep. down here. Yeah, Learning where my fingers are going. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> so those on there, there's the magic word. Jeremy's broken. Oh no. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> oh, there you go. There's no way else to follow that, folks. But uh, what I will say is we won't bring up anything on screen and such, but as it, a sort of trying, in a way to try and make you feel think good about something for a little bit off having just talked about how much WWE. Obviously not this news is good, but um, but the legendary belt maker Reggie Parks has unfortunately passed away during the past week. And if you want to go and see someone who made a genuine massive impact on wrestling and just the overall presentation of wrestling from years gone by, go and look up the championship belts that Reggie Parks has made. Reggie Parks is someone who is the was literally designed and made the Intercontinental title, the legendary Winged Eagle Championship, uh, the, the old WWF Tag Team titles. If you want to go and see the amount of championships that this one person, Reggie Parks, was instrumental in actually bringing to physical life, just look up a thread from Conrad Thompson on Twitter, who I believe is at uh, Hey Hey It's Conrad. Yeah, look up the, the thread. Screen. It is genuinely fantastic looking at the amount of championships, old school and whatnot that Reggie Parks was involved with, also was involved in making a championship belt for a Madonna album cover, as a fun little tidbit for you there. Yeah. So if you want to have like a trip down memory lane and relive some good times and just think of all the classic belts you were watching for years and years, that is a way to do it. Indeedy. Indeedy do. So with that being said, Mr. Bolton, it has been fantastic talking to you tonight. Thank you to everybody watching here tonight. And who knows, we may talk some more championship belts next time because we are totally out of time for today. But from myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, Mr. Ian Bolton, we have been Bunker Mania. Take care and speak to you soon. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.